to the Employer Blueprint Podcast, where we help leaders build great teams for great companies with your host, entrepreneur and leadership coach, Kyle Gorman. Now more than ever, we've got to be developing our leadership skills. We're starting to normalize. Teams are getting back together. Businesses are getting back together. And through that, we have to make sure that we are prepared to lead effectively and that we are prepared to lead our team and our business from where we are to where we need to be. Uh, This week's guest is an expert in the space. As you can imagine, had a great time talking to him about this. I hope you gain some valuable information, hopefully pull some wonderful nuggets of knowledge through this. Um, But I also want to encourage you, if you have any questions, if there's a specific topic you'd like to hear more about, please reach out and let us know. You can reach us at podcast at employerblueprint.com. Also, be sure to hit the subscribe button and leave us a review. Thanks so much. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode and we'll see you again next week. Thank you for joining us this week on the Employer Blueprint Podcast. You know, we all uh, have some sort of leadership responsibility, whether that's in our business or maybe even uh, just within our family, our personal life. But, um, you know, we are here to become better leaders, to to help develop uh, that function. And, you know, although certainly some people are born with certain uh, elements that may make them great leaders, there are a lot of things that we can do and implement in our life to make us better leaders. And sometimes we just don't develop that part of our skill set nearly as much as we should. Um, this week's guest, Rick Copeland uh, out of Ohio, uh, is an expert in this space and is a leadership coach. And uh, so I'm really looking forward to having him bring some of his insights uh, and helping us become better leaders in anything that we're doing. So, Rick, first and foremost, thank you so much uh, for coming on the show with us this week. And as we get started, um, why don't you kind of walk us through your journey? What is what is your uh, career path looked like to get you to where you are now? That's a great question. That answer might take uh, an hour uh, because it has been all over the board. If Mm -hmm. if you had asked me 25 years ago, hey, what's your career going to be like? I would have given you a straight line. This Mm -hmm. is what I'm going to do. This is about when I'm going to do it. This is what I want to accomplish. But in fact, it's been a whole series of sidesteps, forward jumps, uh, backward leaps, all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. So I originally uh, started out working with Big Six Consulting, then worked for financial institutions, got tired of that and said, you know, I'm going to do something totally different. So I went and started working for a startup. I didn't know it at the time, but that was a, a prescient decision that changed the course of everything I would do from that point forward. Mm-hmm. Prior to that had always been, you know, steps forward, sideward leaps, those, those sort of things. This was a completely new animal. So I joined a startup. Uh, I was employee number three. I left 98,000 of my closest friends and went to a small company. We eventually grew to about 10 people. Uh, But during that time, um, I probably got the best education I'd ever gotten. Uh, When I joined, the company was about a year and a half old. Uh, We did that for six more years, ended up being able to sell. We're very fortunate on timing. Uh, we sold prior to the economic downturn of 2008 by about five or six months. Nice. And uh, had we not sold when we did, we probably would have gone out of business. Mm-hmm. So we were very fortunate. The company's still in business today. So I'm pretty proud of that. And now what I do is I help business owners be the leader that their company and their team and their family deserves. Mm-hmm. 
And so that in a nutshell is what I've been doing for my entire career. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, whenever you talk about that, uh, that idea of, you know, being the leader that, that the people around you deserve, um, you know, just kind of high level, Rick, what does that look like? What does that mean? Uh, you know, so for those maybe that are sitting out there saying, I think I'm pretty good. I'm a pretty good leader and people around me like me. Um, what does it mean though, to kind of raise that bar even higher to become the leader that the people around you deserve for you to be? That's a great question. So when, when I think of the word deserve, uh, that's an emotional word and it's a word of obligation. And as leaders, when we are looking at the team that we're leading or the company or even our families, they deserve our best at every moment of the day. And that is a high impact leader that can give that over and over and over again with no expectation of personal gain. And so when I say deserve, that's what I mean. It's a person who is outward facing. They are doing uh, their work for the company, for the team, and for their families. Mm -hmm. And putting themselves first never crosses their mind. Yeah, yeah. That's a great way to put that. Um, So, uh, you know, outside of that piece of it, that that sort of – selfish ambition that sometimes drives uh, people into a leadership capacity. Are there any particular things that you often see when you start working with someone? Uh, I mean, and first of all, just for someone to say, yes, Rick, I want to work with you. I mean, that that's kind of a first step in and of itself to say, I can develop even more. But um, are there any particular traits that you sort of consistently see as these are the initial walls or the initial barriers that we've got to break down to help someone um, move to that next level of leadership? Yeah, I think there's one big wall. And I've experienced this wall myself. I have colleagues who have experienced it. And most of my clients have experienced it. And, and that wall is simply admitting that we need help. Yeah. Uh, because we live in a world that really glorifies um, the, the facade of being this great leader and a great person. And we spend a lot of time building the facade. Uh, and it's the leader that can kind of peer over the, their fence of the facade and go, yeah, no, I think I need some help. Mm-hmm. And simply admitting that um, there's a greater level of leadership capability within them, mm-hmm. but it's not going to be self-generated. Yeah, yeah. One of the things that uh, that I notice in, in kind of looking through some of your stuff is that um, you mentioned, you know, you work with CEOs and their executive teams. Um, do you find it happen often, and this is something that, that I've seen uh, kind of prompting this question is, are you finding sometimes you have a CEO come to you and say, my executive team needs help? And almost like, I'm okay, but they could really use some support and I just don't have capacity right now to help them. Um, you know, one of the things that I talk about whenever I hear that is I sort of require that if we're going to go through a training, we're going to go through uh, this, these consultations that everyone has to be involved. So we're all on the same page. But yeah. is that something that you are seeing out there? And if so, how do you kind of navigate around that to help the CEOs understand, hey, it's not going to hurt for you to be part of this as well? Well, yeah, that, that's a, an integral requirement in, in my small world is that if, if someone approaches you or me and says, I need your help fixing this other group of people, mm-hmm. 
that is almost always the secondary answer <laughs> with the primary answer being, let's look at who you are as an individual and as a leader first, because the way that your team is acting and performing is directly related to your leadership capabilities. That's right. And sometimes, you know, that takes some discussion. Sometimes it takes going through some examples of, okay, your team's doing what, you know, what it is about your leadership that made that possible? What is it about the culture that you're driving in the organization that has made that possible? And I always bring it back to the company owner or the CEO mm-hmm. and, and squarely put onto their lap, this is your responsibility. This yeah. is not a third party that can come in and fix it. I can help you, but it's your responsibility to drive the things you want to happen in your organization. Yeah. 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 That's exactly right. And that's, you know, that's kind of the way that I oftentimes talk about that is that, um, you know, we can, we can talk about principles, we can talk about plans and set, set examples and help people understand. But if it's not implemented throughout the organization at all levels, you know, and and to your point that people are always going to reflect the example of the leader. And so the, the things that we discuss, the things that we're talking about, the things that we're putting in place need to happen at the top so that it's part of the culture of the organization and not just simply coming in and telling other people how they need to act and behave and react to situations. Yeah, totally agree. Absolutely. With that. Um, so, I, I guess another question that kind of leads into is um, why do this? You know, what what are the advantages? And you know, I, I know you kind of talk about helping people break through um, revenue and growth and and um, uh, the 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 sort of team dynamic. You know, there's so many things that happen. But if if somebody's out there, but what are the benefits? To um, to uh, whether it be a small business leader or uh, a large corporation leader, what are the benefits to them to look into leadership development? You know, I think that all of us, and, and I include myself in this, all of us need to be looking to improve who we are and what we're capable of doing at all times. And so, I think taking the mindset of I'm going to invest not only in my team and their education, but I'm going to pursue education for myself and improvement that will help me be a better leader. I have yet to meet a leader who is, uh, you know, 100% the best they could ever be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and frankly, I'm not sure I'd want to be there uh, because then I'd look around and go, well, what else is there for me to do? Right. Uh, so I think, you know, if we can step back and say, I, I need to be a learner because the best leaders are always learners. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And that goes back to, you know, one of the earlier things you'd mentioned is um, not putting yourself first. And I think the more selfless uh, we can be as leaders, the more it helps us understand someone, you know, someone on my team is going through a challenge and I need to learn how to help them through that challenge. Um, Our team as a whole maybe isn't hitting sales goals or isn't hitting uh, certain metrics that we are targeting. What do I need to develop as a leader to help us do that? And that, that really draws in that selflessness um, to help us figure out what we need to be doing to learning, uh, to, to learn and develop, to help our team ultimately get where they're trying to, to uh, achieve as well. Oh, I totally agree. You know, I, I think of leadership within an organization as being a mentor and modeling behavior and serving your team. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I know that speaking of that, the mentors, I know that's something that you um, encourage and, and uh, you know, find beneficial is uh, mentorship and, and people having mentors in their lives. Um, so even from that perspective, maybe not uh, even necessarily, uh, you know, a paid leadership coach, but what are the advantages? What, why is it important for leaders to have mentors in their life um, to help them through, through kind of just normal day-to-day challenges that they're facing? You know, I think it's always good to have outside objective voices mm-hmm. who will come alongside you and understand the challenges that you're facing and offer a fresher perspective than you can just being on the inside. You know, I've, I've heard the analogy of you can't read the, uh, uh, the medicine directions from inside the bottle. And, and that's so true. So having somebody come alongside you and help you to see things, um, not from their perspective, but from a perspective that you as a leader should have for your organization is critically important. And yeah. then somebody who's open to that uh, and, and will take that information in, they're able then to make decisions is this right for us now or do I need something else? Because not all mentorship and advice is, is exactly right. So we have to be discerning individuals as we're seeking out mentors. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's a really good point. And that's, um, you know, there are a couple of things that I always kind of recommend that people look at or think about whenever they're, they're um, pursuing mentorship. One is, You've got to have people that are willing to give them the truth um, because it's easy to surround ourselves with uh, yes people. It's easy to surround ourselves with friends and family and, uh, and you know, peers, colleagues that are going to say, oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, that's wonderful. That's amazing. And, you know, that really doesn't help us. Um, you know, generally as leaders, we, we sort of understand that we have a mind to help make decisions and that, that's slightly creative and kind of helps us navigate things. It, part of part of the value of having a good mentor is someone that's willing to give you the gift of the truth to say, I don't know if that's a great idea. Here's why. Maybe consider this, or I think you need to reevaluate that plan. Um, you know, those are some things that are really important when it comes to selecting uh, uh, mentors. And then to your point as well, you know, about that, that discernment of um, the core values, the values that you have compared to what your mentors have. I've got a good friend that the way he, you know, he has a lot of mentors and he, he actually keeps a, a book with him and he, he kind of has people written down, but he almost, he almost has them categorized. And so he says, you know, this, this person's a mentor for family and this person's a mentor for business. This person's a mentor for my industry, this person, you know, and so he's got people and he, and he kind of has them categorized to say, whenever I have a challenge or an issue, what, what kind of category in my life does it fall? And who am I going to reach out to? And who am I going to talk to? And I'm going to meet with these people regularly. But if someone that I really respect the way that they, they uh, love their family and the way that they serve their family, but maybe isn't a great business mentor, then I'm not, going to necessarily take their business advice, or at least I'm going to run it through a couple of more filters. And so I think that's important as well, just to understand mentorship doesn't just simply mean go find somebody that that is um, further along in their career than you and say, well, I'm just going to try to follow their coattails. It's finding people that kind of fit well with the values that you have uh, as an individual. Yeah, that is such a good point. And I really like how he's taken this and categorized his mentors. That is wise because you know, if you look at just our 
you, you're in minds lives. We are not experts in every area. Right. Uh, you know, it's a lot fewer areas than we're not experts in. And <laughs> just being able to look at people and say, yes, this person's really good at that. I'm going to follow their lead in that area. Mm-hmm. And then it's up to you as an individual to kind of mix all that together and blend it together in a way that works for you. I really like that. Yeah. Yeah. I've always thought that was, uh, that was really interesting and I don't know which category I fall in. Um, but I, I know he, you know, he, there are certain things that he kind of comes to me and we talk about, but he, he has mentioned that to me. And because of that, he has, um, you know, probably 10 or 12 sort of mentors, but, but again, has them, you know, kind of broken into, Hey, I, I've got to run this through some different filters because from a business perspective, this guy's really good, but um, maybe, maybe hasn't figured things out as well with his family life or whatever. And so he understands the filters that he has to, uh, to run those through. You know, you know, what's really interesting to me just mentioning family life is that I very very often take into consideration somebody's family life Mm -hmm. when I'm evaluating their ability to be a mentor for me. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, to me, uh, having a solid family life and putting your family first is super important. Yeah. And you can be a great business person, but if you lose your family in my world, you've lost everything. Yeah. 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 Uh, that's a really good point. And if we, you know, as leaders, obviously the, the dynamic of leading our family is much different than the dynamic of leading a business. But at the same time, if you can't have healthy relationships and healthy leadership within, um, the, the, your family and your home life, um, it, it can be difficult, at least my experience has shown that it can be difficult to uh, translate that into a business life without coming across uh, a little dictatorial, um, if we, you know, because there's a, there's a relationship that is had in a family life that we've got to learn how to integrate into business as well. Totally agree. Um, so you mentioned that uh, kind of the value, and I know that that's a, a big part of your core values, Rick, is is family first. Let's talk about values. One of the things I find interesting that you've done is you've, you're very kind of open and clear about these are the values that you operate under. Um, and that's yep. one of the things that I generally recommend to people whenever it comes to uh, culture or even kind of, you know, personal um, personal plan is let's first kind of define our core values. Let's understand um, the the uh, the GPS that we're going to make our decisions by. So um, let's talk about that for just a moment. How important is it for a leader? And let's just looking at an individual, even not not even necessarily a company as a whole, but it as as an individual. How important is it that we have some basic kind of core values that we operate under? I don't think that we could stress the importance of that enough. I think that each one of us is going to have a different set of core values. And, you know, you and I were talking about this just before we started the recording. We share some similar values. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that we don't share 100% of the same values. But still, we're people of integrity. We're capable of leading teams. We're capable of, of helping others lead their teams. And so I think it's critically important to have those core values and know what they are for you as an individual. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I broadcast pretty strongly family first. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have mentors who don't broadcast that, but their family lives are examples of, I really take this seriously and family is first for me. 
Right. And so I, I, I think it's, I think it's critically important. Yeah. 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 And, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm on board with that. I agree with that. I think, um, uh, I think to your point that you'd made earlier, it's not uncommon to see people that are um, successful, at least from a worldly perspective, very successful um, in business, but then uh, home life, family life, it kind of crumbles and falls apart. And um, generally speaking, there there lacks a certain level of uh, happiness and satisfaction in life whenever that happens. So um, by keeping that focus on making sure that our family life is intact, um, then it really complements our ability to be leaders in our business. Uh, because if we have that... Um, uh, just that that place that we can go, that safe place with home, that love, affection, and, and the relationships that we have at home, it really opens up more opportunities, I think, for us to be in a content and satisfactory state as we try to lead our businesses and the people around us as well. That's right. I think that, that being able to do that is really important. And one of the reasons why it's important is because we're all going to have challenges and uh, maybe some real big problems in our families or in our businesses. Um, and being able to bring that into how we're leading uh, our teams is super important. Mm-hmm. So for example, if I have a team member who is having some family problems, I can't ignore that as a leader because right. it impacts them as an individual and impacts them as a person. Yeah. And so I need to be able to speak to that as a leader or at least open the door for conversations mm-hmm. uh, that I am open to talking about that and helping not only with, hey, you got this project due, but hey, I know that there's some problems uh, that you're facing in family. Let's talk about that and how I can support you. Yeah. 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 And that's exactly, that's, that's so spot on because oftentimes the challenges that they bring into the workplace stem from things that are happening at home. And if we don't understand how to navigate those challenges on our own, how can we possibly mentor, coach, and employee to get through uh, those challenges as well? Oh, I agree. And I think the uh, opposite of that is true. The challenges that we face in our business, uh, you know, in our everyday work life, yeah, that goes home with us. That's right. And we need That's to be right. sensitive to both of those things as leaders. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent point. Um, so Rick, the the last thing I want to ask you about here is, you know, one of the big things that you talk about is um, being able to uh, kind of move from success to significance. Um, explain that to us. What does that mean? Help people understand the idea of moving from success to significance. What is significance and what does it mean? I think it's defined uh, individually for each person. Mm-hmm. So the things that I believe are significant may not be what it is for you. They might be close, but they're not exact. Yeah. And w- when I talk with uh, my clients about, you know, and these are high level discussions around, you know, what is successful to you? What is significant? I don't think that we can com- compartmentalize those two things. Mm-hmm. I think that, the things that make us successful should be part of what we believe is significant. Yeah. So if, if we as individuals are, are chasing, um, you know, building a big business just for the accolades that it might uh, bring us or Mm -hmm. the fame or whatever, uh, but that's not part of our core values of, you know, family first or whatever it is, Mm -hmm. then there's always going to be a disconnect. 
And so when I think in terms of success, two significance, I think more in terms of success and significance. Mm-hmm. I think they're interrelated and there's uh, not an easy way to be happy if you compartmentalize those two things. Right. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I love that. And that's why I wanted to ask you about it because I, I agree with what you're saying there. I think there's a, um, there's a connection between the two, you know, that, that that significance comes with success and, and with success. And part of that depends on how we define success, of course, but, right. um, but with that success comes a, a level of significance, but if put in place in the things, in the way that you've talked about it um, and the way that you, you work with your clients on this and being selfless, um, making sure that we're, we're putting others first, that we have the right priorities and core values in place, then with that is going to come the right type of success and therefore the right type of significance and not just simply um, awards, accolades, um, you know, ceremonial things, but true kind of personal um, uh, personal satisfaction, personal gratitude and understanding the things that we've done well and being able to see the impact of that on others. And I think so much of that goes back to that idea of seeing the impact on others, the way that we've been able to positively impact those around us. Yeah, I, I think you're exactly right about that. Um, so, Rick, I really appreciate it, and I know I could, uh, you know, I could talk to you all day about a lot of these things um, because I, I love what you're doing and the way you're helping these businesses, uh, helping business leaders, which ultimately impacts their business, their personal life. You know, so many aspects. Uh, but tell us, how can we learn more about you and get connected, um, and uh, and then learn about um, you know those that that are interested in trying to work with you and see some of the things that you have out there? How can we learn more about you? So I'm most active on LinkedIn mm-hmm. and I'm pretty easy to find. The easiest way to find me is uh, just uh, is to go to rickcopeland.com slash LinkedIn. And that's my profile. Okay. And if you know how to spell Copeland, you're in great shape. If not, you'll never find me. <laughs> uh, so uh, if you go to R-I-C-K-C-O-P-L-I-N.com uh, slash LinkedIn that goes to LinkedIn. And then of course on the website, uh, which is woefully in need of updating. It's been a while since I've even paid attention to it. Uh, (laughs) but I find that LinkedIn is, uh, the most valuable place to be active and connected to a business community to understand what are leaders facing today? What are they thinking about? And, um, where are they going? You know, we're recording this during, uh, March of 2020. So we're right in the middle of this uh, COVID-19 yeah. um, crisis, really. And, and it's impacting our ability to be family leaders and to company leaders and all of that. And I'm seeing a lot of that discussion on, on LinkedIn right now. And it helps to be sensitive to what my clients are going through, even if they're not saying it. Right. And then I can draw some of that out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. Well, Rick, thank you so much. Um, I really appreciate it. I, I highly encourage everyone to get connected with Rick and see some of the things that he's doing. And if you need some support or assistance, uh, reach out to him to see how he may be able to help you. Rick, thank you very much for your time and for sharing with us. And uh, I wish you all the best in the future. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm just excited about 2020. You know, even though we're going through a little bit of a rough patch now, yeah. I think we can turn it into an asset in the future. We're going to come out stronger for this. And uh, I'm excited about the remainder of 2020. Doesn't mean it's going to be easy, but we're going to have, uh, I think, a good year overall. 
I think so too. I think that uh, I think that people will come out of a lot of this stronger than they went in, um, yeah. as it allows us to kind of focus on priorities a little bit differently. I think that people will come out with a different level of strength than they had going into these challenges. Totally agree. I'm excited to see what happens. Thanks for joining us on the Employer Blueprint Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the show to receive the latest episodes. For more information on how Employer Blueprint can help build great teams in your business, visit EmployerBlueprint.com. Or to inquire about Kyle speaking at your next event, visit KyleGorman.com. And until next time, make it a great day. Today's episode was produced by Just You Marketing for all of your podcast needs. Just You Marketing has you covered. Be sure to hit the subscribe button before you leave today and leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts. If you have any questions, we'd love to hear from you and you can reach us at podcast at employerblueprint.com.